Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, a show where we get tips and tricks from experts on how you can land your next job. And today we're talking about personal brand statements, and these give an overview of your experience and capabilities in two to three short sentences at the top of your resume. And joining us to talk about this topic is Jorley Pena, and she is a founder and consultant at SweetResumes.com. So thank you for joining us, Jorley. And before we get started today, could you share with us what your definition of a personal brand statement is? Sure. Um, and thanks so much for having me. Personal brand statement, it's something that has appeared more in recent years, but it's basically, I would say, two to four sentences at the top of a resume that summarizes what I would call your personal brand or basically what are your most unique skills and what you have to offer a company. And could you just off the top of your head share an example of a personal brand statement so we have something to go off of? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what off the top of my head. It would be a little hard for me to do that on the spot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, because the whole point is it's one of those things that, so when I do resumes, that's part of our business is writing resumes for clients. This is what I spend the most time working on. You know, it's much more difficult to say something clearly and distinctly than to do something a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe I could come back to that and come up with an example. But, but you know, it, it's, you guys have probably, you've probably seen them. It's something that it starts with, it usually starts with something like innovative senior marketing manager who blank, blank, blank. Yeah. Okay. Something that's like a- that. No, I apologize for putting you on the spot there, but it's a good example okay. to know that it's not something that you can just easily churn out, that it really takes some time and thought, and you're going to have to spend some time on it. Yes, definitely. Most definitely. Now, how is this personal brand statement different from an objective or an overview? Because I've seen those on resumes as well. Yep, that's a great question because, they, you know, first of all, they appear in the same place. Mm-hmm. Usually, they're mutually exclusive. Like, you won't, in general, find an objective and a personal brand statement, mm-hmm. um, although I guess that could happen. But an objective is, it's something that is a little bit more dated at this point. You know, it's something that um, you would definitely customize to each and every position that you're applying to. So you would say, you know, seeking, uh, you know, vice president role in a financial services company or something like that. That would be an objective statement. It's saying what you are seeking. A professional summary or a sweet resumes, we call it a personal brand statement, is a statement about your personal brand, as I was saying, what you bring to it. So it's it's more mm-hmm. um, reflective of the individual that is on the resume rather than what you are seeking. So it definitely sounds like a personal brand statement is going to be a lot more successful or you know better and effective than an objective or an overview. Very much so. Okay. It's, it's much more effective in, in this day and age. And besides just, I could get into this a little bit more on the, the numerous benefits of, of having a personal brand statement, mm-hmm. but besides just the benefits that you have in the context of the resume and the person reading that and the, the search algorithms that are looking at this. Yeah. Also, when it's posted online, it's also very valuable. If you can really define your brand, it'll be useful for you when you go at an interview. You mm-hmm. know, it can be useful when you're trying to answer the question, why are you the best person for this job? Okay. Um, I've got a lot of feedback from clients that say, that talk about just that in itself is, is useful to go through this exercise. Sure. And let's dive into the benefits of using a personal brand statement. So it really defines your brand. It's good for an interview. What else is, you know, what else, how does it work with adding value? Yeah. So right off the top, I think most people realize, I mean, you hear about this all the time. Nobody actually reads through every word of your resume or, uh, you know, in fact, that's very rare. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you'll hear, they look at it six seconds or whatever. The, right. the reality is it's a very short period of time. But, and, and honestly, not all resumes have this. But I'd say benefit number one, 
is that you're going to set yourself apart from the, the many people who have not gone through. Because, And honestly, it can be a painful process to write this about yourself, mm-hmm. just like a lot of things that you know, doing in a resume. But And so some people skip it or they don't have time. So I would say still at this point, most resumes I see coming to me don't even have it. So okay. one, you're going to set yourself apart that way. Two, because readers are not going to read your whole resume, this is right there at the top. If it is short enough, and like I said, two to four sentences, I would recommend this is more than likely something they are going to read. So this is where an opportunity to say, I know that the reader is going to read this. This will grab their attention. And as I alluded to earlier, so it's beneficial for both, you know, the humans that will be reading your resume, mm-hmm. um, but you want to include some keywords in there. And so it's just, you know, without getting into the details of how backend search things work, um, it's more heavily weighted words that you have towards the top of your resume. So that means that you're more likely to even come across an actual person's desk who will then actually read it. And I didn't actually know that that it's if you put those keywords at the top of your resume, it's more effective. So that's really good to know. And that just really kind of solidifies why as a job seeker, you need to have this personal brand statement. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a huge differentiator. It really is. And then like I said, I just I don't want to, um, I'd like to underscore that besides you have something crappy there, you do it on your own, or you hire a professional uh, resume writer to do this for you. It's so important to really understand, get a sense of what you are best at and why, perhaps. Maybe mm-hmm. What are your inherent qualities that make you good at what you do? Right. So let's explore how to write an effective personal brand statement so job seekers can really just effectively send that message. So what's the first step you should take when you're preparing to write the statement? Um, okay. Well, I mean, I would even start with, because then most job seekers, you know, don't have the opportunity as I do to look at a lot of other people's resumes. Mm-hmm. But I would, the first thing I would do is to go onto LinkedIn and search for some other people in similar industries that maybe have done a summary of themselves at the top of theirs, mm-hmm. just to get an idea of what other people are saying. I think it's really helpful. And then maybe even to look at the list of skills they had and just, you start writing a list, you know, so it's not to kind of this isn't that you're going to steal exactly what they write. I wouldn't recommend that at all. But right. you go, oh, I, I also am good at project management or, or whatever it may be. And you kind of, I, I think a great part of this, you know, think of it as a creative process and start to write. You start with more than you'll need and then you edit it down. Mm-hmm. And then just start, you know, writing it. So I think the first sentence would be something like, you know, like I just said before, it's, you know, you, you really want to define, you know, you want them to know what it is you are. So like I said, it could be experience, blah, blah, blah. But you want to use something that describes you. And then what I like to do, and this is what what is harder, I like to make sure that somewhere in the personal brand statement, there is at least one to two things that are very unique about you. So a good rule of thumb is if if you've written your personal brand statement and, and then you, you know, also step away for it, maybe for a couple hours a day, go back and look and think, wow, could I cut and paste this whole thing and use it for somebody else? That's also an experience, let's say senior marketer. Mm-hmm. Or is there anything in there that is truly reflective of my work? You know, for example, I had a client recently who had done these really, you know, kind of award-winning product launches. Mm-hmm. That really, I think, defines her style and, and sense of risk-taking and things like that. So if you get kind of paralyzed writing, just just write some and don't worry about it being perfect at first. And don't worry about everything on there being unique, but it's this balance between you know the keywords that are important in your profession. Have some of those peppered in and then just try to think at least one thing about you that is different from other accomplished people that would be also competing for the same position. 
Because you really, you have to assess your competition to know what they're saying so you can figure out how to set yourself apart. And those unique things, and while it might be hard to kind of identify what is unique about you and your skills and what, like what you've done, but looking at that will kind of give you an idea of what sets you apart and what makes you unique. Yeah. And sorry, one more quick tip, which I, I just shared in, a, in an article that um, I was just interviewed for also, but another quick tip would be email people that you know, mm-hmm. just very quick and say, very, very short email because oftentimes people get busy and if you write a short email, they don't mind sending you something back mm-hmm. quickly, but in blind copies, so you're not, you know, spamming people with a huge uh, email list. But basically former coworkers, bosses, clients, even friends and family and say, can you please reply to this message and describe me in three, ad- you know, use three adjectives to describe me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing a personal branding exercise. It can be very eye-opening. You'll get things that you already know about yourself but you'll get things that might be really interesting. Or especially, I think some people, some of the more most accomplished people even, or most talented people have a hard time bragging about themselves. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you emailed, you know, all these people and 10 people wrote back and said, you're really strategic, you then you feel so much more confidence putting that on your resume front and center. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good strategy. And that's not something that I've, I've thought about doing is, you know, emailing your network to find out what they think about you and that's actually a really good confidence boost and maybe something good to do mm-hmm. ahead of going into an interview or a job search just so you know what other people think of you. Yeah, it's really, really helpful because we just we can be our own hardest critics. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're job searching, that can be a very vulnerable time. So anything that can help boost your confidence is also really good, I think. Now, how often should you look to update this personal brand statement? Like if you're in, you know, really long job search, you might be unemployed or, you know, you're Mm -hmm. just in your career, you're passively looking. Should you, you know, just write something and keep it for a little while as long as it describes you? Or should you just constantly be looking at it to make it better, improve it and evolve it as you evolve? That's a really good question. I think if you've never done it before, you're going to, you know, spend some time and really put an effort in, in doing it. But then honestly, I don't think, I mean, there's not one rule of thumb or how often to change if it's six months or if it's a year. I think definitely any time that you're looking to, to switch positions is a good time to go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. But I do think, and this might make the task a little more daunting, I honestly feel that you don't need to change it all that often. I mean, as you evolve and as you're moving up the ranks or getting more seniority, you're going to want to highlight different things. So it definitely will evolve, but it's, if you do it right, it's going to capture the essence of your skills. And, you know, you're not going to change all that much. I mean, another thing to mention, too, is you always hear, make sure you tailor your resume to every position, mm-hmm. which I, I do agree with. But then there's some people get overwhelmed and they're like, I'm applying to 10 positions a day or whatever it may right. be. But um, how can I possibly do that? And so usually for my clients, I try to give them a personal brand statement that is not that can be reused 95% of it for any position. I will tell them, for example, if I just had a client that is in consulting and wants to focus has has a lot of experience in retail, but is open to other things. So I basically wrote hers and said, you know, here's your personal brand statement. If you're applying for a retail position, I told her where to throw the word retail in. Mm -hmm. But with that caveat, I would say for every every position you're applying for, you might want to update the skills section if you have a skills section, hopefully, to match whatever on a job posting. But anyway, it shouldn't evolve too, too much or too, too quickly. I actually think that's perfect because it gives a good example of when you should, when you shouldn't, and how to really identify if it's needed. Now, this sounds like it can be a little bit of a challenging process. So what are some of the most common challenges that you see people face when they're going through this? And what can they do to overcome those challenges? 
I think the most common challenges is number one I've alluded to is that it's, there's nothing really unique. I mean, and I've seen this honestly in, in some professional resume writing services and, and probably just because depending on the service, maybe they haven't had a chance to get to know the candidate or the client too much to understand what is unique. They're kind of just pulling from what they see on the resume, mm-hmm. but that it, you know, it sounds good. Like you read and you're like, wow, this person sounds smart, but, or, or whatever it may be, but, but you don't get a sense of who they are. So it's just right. that, that there's nothing unique about it. Although sounding impressive. The second one is too long. So like I said, two to four sentences, in my opinion, it depends on the complexity of the sentences. Because I've many times read one where, you know, as I'm, I'm skimming through it or reading through it, every sentence sounds good, but they're, they're trying to fit too much in. And so at the end of just reading that paragraph, I don't understand what that person is. So really take to so how to fix that would be give yourself permission to not include everything about you. So mm-hmm. You know, you may have 10 things that are wonderful and if you want to include all of them, but understand that if you put all 10 of those things or try to cram them in, that the reader's probably going to remember none of them. So, you know, don't think about it as trying to capture all of you, but the best of you. I think that's a good suggestion. And I want to give you the floor at, at these like last 30 seconds or so to kind of just share any final thoughts or pieces of advice that you'd like to share with our listeners as we look to wrap up the show today. Okay, great. I mean, well, hopefully I've, I've made the case for a professional summary and, mm-hmm. um, and, and the importance and, and also just, you know, try to think of it as something fun as a project to really get to know yourself and know that there will be many more benefits besides, you know, in terms of confidence and interviewing. And one last thing I guess would be that it can be hard to be objective. So if you're not able to hire someone to write this professionally from you, I, I think that that is fine. But also make sure that you have a friend or two or coworker read it to say, do you think this captures me? You know, maybe you could take turns doing each other. But I think get feedback. You know, any kind of writing is always improved with feedback. And they can give you that, you know, third party perspective of uh, does this make sense? Is it too jargony? Does it, is it comprehensible? And with that final piece of advice that will wrap up the show for today. So thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice, Jorley. We do appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And if you're looking to get in touch with Jorley, you can connect with her at sweetresumes.com. And to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com or send us a tweet at the aljan. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with Aljan Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your job search.